This week, we look at Galatians 6, verses 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So notice that Paul leads with the words, Do not be deceived. Because if we are living for the flesh, we are deceived and will reap destruction. I remember believing that alcohol would provide comfort from my problems and silence the voice of my conscience. (laughs) At one point I thought viewing pornography would make me desire my wife more. I also believed that food could provide me with the fullness that would resolve my emptiness. I accepted all these lies that led to my destruction. And down through the years of ministry with setting captives free, I have heard hundreds of lies from students worldwide. I had a friend one time who clung to the belief that he was so thankful for his ongoing sin as it showed him what grace was. Another lady stated she'd always keep her sin because it kept her humble. So many lies. Do not be deceived. If we're sowing to the flesh, we're mocking God and will reap destruction. Just as surely as a man playing with fire will eventually get burned. But there's always a reference to the gospel in New Covenant warnings. And maybe you saw it here. After all, what is sowing? Well, it's where a farmer plants a seed into the ground, which would spring up later to produce fruit, right? Sowing should make us think of Jesus, who sowed his body into the ground for us. But then he sprung out of the grave three days later and reaped eternal life for all who believe in him. He never sowed to please his flesh, Quite the opposite, he died to his flesh, died to Satan's temptation, died on the cross for our sins, and then rose again, having paid for our sin. And now, we're told to follow him into the grave and out the other side to eternal life. And we do this by acknowledging the deceptions we've believed. We turn away from lies. We instead fix our eyes on Jesus, the truth. We die to sin instead of entertaining reasons why we should keep it. We crucify our lusts, pounding the nails of truth into the body of our flesh, stabbing our old man in the heart and letting him bleed out before us. And in dying spiritually, we begin to live our true spirit-filled life. Now, let's consider what sowing to please the Spirit means. Well, the Spirit is all about the Son. 
all about Jesus, and we sow to please the Spirit as we die to sin and find life in Christ. As we study our Bible and see the gospel, we are sowing to the Spirit. As we see the Lamb of God dying in love, as we view His suffering in our place, as we watch Him cry out in thirst in order to quench us, as we hear Him plead for forgiveness for His crucifiers, as we listen to Him preach the good news to a dying thief, we are sowing to please the Spirit. As we die to sin and live a new life, we sow to please the Spirit. Oh, friends, let's not become weary in doing good. That is, in coming to the cross, in staring up at what we see there, God suffering in a body out of love for us, which gives us Holy Spirit power to turn from sin, to cancel all lies, and to find our life at the cross. And as we make it our ambition to, in life to do good to all people, especially to the family of believers in Jesus, we are sowing to please the Spirit. And in this way, we follow the one who works all things together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And we will reap, we will reap a harvest, fruit produced by love, if we don't weary in doing good.